1: Hey girls, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for listening to me. I love you girls so much. Also, before we even start, if you want to leave me a review, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I really want more reviews on Apple Podcasts. My goal is 500 reviews. So please leave me a review if you love my podcast. And yeah, thank you. So today we're going to be talking about that quote that says, you are only worthy of love once you love yourself or nobody will love you once you love yourself and we're kind of kind of debunk that and talk about it and before we do that i'm going to give you guys kind of like a life update what i've been up to and trigger warning if you need it for the next couple minutes i am definitely going to go into sexual something with sexual assault so if you need a trigger warning for that just know maybe skip a few minutes maybe five minutes ahead and check back in when we just go into the quote Um, But yeah, I wanted to give you guys kind of a life update. So I've been in Portugal. I've been loving it. And it's just been such a nice experience here. The town is really wonderful. We're living in the Algarve region where it's really beachy and sunny and beautiful. And Jeremiah and I are loving it. It's been an adjustment, but it's really, really beautiful. I need to have a beach close by to me. I'm such a beach girl. I love the ocean. And some people are like river girls or like, Lake girls, but I'm definitely an ocean girl. I love the ocean. I love the beach. And it just makes me so happy to be close by. So I really love living in these little towns that are close to the beach and really quiet, especially because it's winter season. And on the weekends, we've been doing these really nice little kind of like tours or like Airbnb trips. So we've been doing things like going on a boat tour to see all the caves in the Algarve region, which was so beautiful. Or we went to a farm sanctuary. We went to a horse sanctuary, actually, and it was so nice. I'm actually dropping a YouTube video either tomorrow or today. Today is the 29th, Monday. So, oh, actually, it's Tuesday today. So today is the 29th, and I will be dropping a YouTube video either today or tomorrow on my month of... No, no. It's November, (laughs) my month of November, not December. My mind's already in December, but the month of November and November was such a wonderful month. And I really kind of honed in my YouTube editing skills and it made me really happy. I feel so much more confident because before I felt like I couldn't make YouTube videos because I didn't know how to edit. And so I've taken some time to learn how to edit. And that's been really fun. So this video should have better editing. There's going to be music. There's going to be little words in it. And yeah, it should be better. And so I'm excited for that. I also got a vlogging camera. So my idea that I want to do is I want to do basically like video diaries every month for the rest of forever. So basically, I want to just do the month vlog and so I'm gonna do you know today or tomorrow I'm dropping the November vlog I finished it this morning and then um, you know next month for December I'll do the December vlog or vlog and and it's just so nice for me to be able to look back on my life and to see all those little moments and see what I was saying and see what I was up to and I feel like it's really special and I feel like I'm not, even though I have the biggest platform on TikTok out of all my platforms, well, actually my podcast is the biggest platform that I have, so thank you guys, but um, but yeah, my TikTok is a huge platform for me, but I like to just, I use it for a specific purpose, which is talking you know like saying my opinion on dating and and on girl stuff and on talking and giving advice but I don't like to actually store like memories there because it just feels really quick you know and it doesn't feel really like sacred and special but YouTube does it feels more sacred and special and so does my Instagram actually I don't like to do videos on there but I do like to post pictures and that feels really special for me it does feel like I don't know. It feels like a little time capsule and you can just go back at different areas of your life. So I really value that. But I'm also really excited about YouTube. So I have started this journey this month and this is my first time that I'm doing this video vlog and I'm really excited. So yeah, I'm dropping that today or tomorrow. I'll put the link in the bio to that YouTube video. And and yeah, we went, went to this horse sanctuary, which was so fun. And I videoed that and the horse did not like me <laughs> that I had. Um, but yeah, it was great. And so yeah, so that's kind of been my November. And to go into what I was going to discuss, which was around sexual assault, was that when I came to Algarve when I came to Portugal on the second night that I was here and some of my clients know this on the second night that I was here I was still adjusting from the time period right like um, in New Jersey or in New York and it's such a Drastic time difference. I mean, it's like five hours, which is kind of huge. And we had been traveling for like 24 hours at that point because our flights got delayed by like eight hours. And so we had been traveling, we had two flights, and it was just a lot. And so the second night I was here, I ended up sleeping for like 12 hours. And the night prior, I knew I had to go pee, but I held it because I was too tired. And I went to sleep and I woke up the next day at like 12 in the afternoon. So I had literally slept for like 12 or 13 hours. And I woke up and I knew it, I had a UTI, which for me, I never really get UTIs. But of course, if I held my pee for 12 hours, which was super abnormal, um, you know, I got a UTI. And so I went to these places, you know, I was trying to kind of get medical care, which was actually a little bit difficult. Um, And so I went to these places and long story short, I ended up seeing this doctor who tried to touch me and do like a gynecological uh, exam without any gloves on and when I noticed I said like stop right now and he pushed back and I had to kick him off and it was really overwhelming and that was a little hard and I had to kind of process that and although that wasn't I mean in the United States you could be arrested for that but here I'm not sure and I actually am still um, I went the next or Jeremiah went the next day to find out the process of reporting and they all were defending him and saying no he didn't do that and trying to like block us from reporting that and so I still have to go back it was about two weeks ago or a week and a half ago so I still have to go back and report it And it was only once he said, like, I'm going to go to the police then that they were like, okay fine, you can report it. So basically, nothing actually ended up happening because he put in that little speculum with he didn't have any gloves on. And then he was about to put his hand inside. And I noticed, wait, you don't have gloves on. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, stop. And he wouldn't stop. And then I had to kick him. And so that was weird and overwhelming and violating. And I had to kind of process through that. And I just immediately when I got home, I called my therapist and did a therapy session with her right away to kind of release that from my body and also understand that I was safe. Like I did actually end up not, you know, having a sexual assault experience because I did prevent it from happening. But the fact that it was like on that edge right there and it was like about to happen was really kind of overwhelming for me. So I kind of had to process through that and that was a lot and I cried a lot and kind of got out my emotions around that and did my therapy and I talked to my mom and reached out to my friends and then once I kind of could release all my emotions and my frustration and my anger and my hurt and my all the emotions that were kind of like jumbling around in my body then I could kind of release that situation and so that was something that occurred this month as well which was overwhelming and unfortunate and I was really really upset and it yeah it was hard it was hard because you know I've done so much in my life to create such a safe environment for myself and I have experienced sexual violence in my life and to kind of experience that on a more subtle level but still that breach of safety when I have created such a safe environment for myself it really hurt and yeah and so really kind of grounding into the fact that I didn't experience a a violating assault, but I did experience an attempt that was just You know, hard, but it did help me to kind of ground into that. So, so yeah, so that was kind of a hard experience that I had this month. And I have actually had, like, when I move to another uh, country or when I go travel or something, my skin kind of breaks out a little bit. So, my skin's been kind of breaking out and I, I kind of have a hard time adjusting to the new food and water. And we do have, like, a water filter and stuff, but. It, you know, sometimes it's just a little bit of an adjustment. So I have been kind of just adjusting. And so this week, where I'm just relaxing and I don't have any clients and I'm just preparing for my clients to come in, it feels really, really good because I'm just here and I'm just present and I'm just resting and. Yeah, so that today feels really good and the last few days have felt really good and I'm excited for this week where I don't have any work, you know, that I have to get to and I'm more just creating, which is why I was super happy to get out my YouTube video because I just have that time to create and I'm working on some big projects that are coming up. And I've been having a lot of big meetings. I got interviewed by two magazines yesterday. And yeah, so it's just been a really good couple days. But yeah, I did experience that this month and transitioning to another country and moving kind of does throw me off. So it has been a little bit disorienting, but Overall, I have had a really, really great month and the vegan restaurants here are amazing and everything is just wonderful here. So so yeah, so besides obviously that one experience that I had, which was not wonderful, it was quite violating and harmful, but but yeah, so I still actually need to go and report that. I need to put that on my to-do list. <laughs> but, but yeah, so let's get into today's episode and yeah, thank you guys for listening and If you are tuning back in after the trigger warning right now, I'm going to kind of put that, I'll put that in the notes that at 11.11 is, you know, when you can come back in. For me, it's 11.11. It might be a little longer because I have ads, but you know, around 11 minutes, you can come back in and let's just get into it. Okay, so let's go back to the quote that we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast, which is that nobody will love you if you don't love yourself. So obviously that quote hits your ear the wrong way. Like it's jarring, it sounds invalidating, it sounds hurtful, and it's obviously just not true. People will love you even if you don't love yourself. And even in my life when I hadn't cultivated this deep sense of self-love yet, There were still people that loved me and actually in those time periods, it was and still is something I really value that at my lowest when I was so dysregulated and acting out 24-7, I still had people that are in my life still today that love me and saw me through that. One of my, actually my best friend, my best friend in the world, her name is Anna and I was just visiting her in D.C. If you guys remember, that was in the summer. I went and saw her before I came here to Portugal, but I love this girl with my entire heart and she's everything to me. We've always just dreamed about the day that she's my bridesmaid or my maid of honor at my wedding and we just, I love her. She's everything to me. So she's amazing. She told her work the other day. She was like, I just want to let you guys know that my best friend's getting married soon. So I am going to take a week off and I need to just plan her wedding. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. But no, I'm not engaged yet, but you know, soon. So anyway, um, I love her so much. And I have had a lot of people in my life who have shown up for me and did love me and saw me so much. And I saw them even when we were in our lowest. But what that quote is essentially saying or what I take from it is that you won't be able to, especially in romantic relationships in general, Find a person who loves you the way that you deserve when you do not love yourself. So it's not that you're not worthy of love when you don't love yourself. It's not that you don't deserve love when you love don't love yourself. It's not that you can't find it when you don't love yourself. But the chances are 99 to 1 that you won't because what happens is that when we don't love ourselves and we haven't cultivated a real good sense of self and we haven't cultivated boundaries and standards, and we haven't come into our sovereignty, what happens is that we're still dating from our wounds. So we're still dating from our limiting beliefs, our wounds, our unconscious beliefs, our unconscious desires, our shadow desires, right? These things that are actually harmful for us, these dating patterns and habits that are harmful for for us, but we still actually desire and take part in. And so what happens is that when we don't really truly love ourselves, we innately, unconsciously end up dating someone and engaging with people that reflect back to us our internal state and also that are a a match in resonance to us. So for example, when I was 19 years old and I was dating, I had no standards, I had no boundaries, and I viewed men as the prize. So I was kind of auditioning for them and trying to be chosen. And when I was dating, I was getting in the relationship way too fast. I was ignoring all of the red flags. I was doing all of these things that were really, really harmful. And I ended up always consistently in relationships where I was cheated on, where I was abused, where I was sexually abused, all these different types of abuse because I didn't know how to date because I didn't love myself. So I was dating from my unconscious wounds that said, You know, you're not worthy of this, that, and the other. You can bypass things in love, ignore these red flags. I was using dating as a way to avoid myself. And so because I had not actually come into my sense of self, I was using dating as a way to avoid myself. I was dating because I didn't want to be alone. And if I'm dating to fill a void, it's, 99 chance to one, it's going to turn out bad, right? So there are those few exceptions where they come from the most disembodied state or the most unconscious state and they find a great person, but that's literally like point zero 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 one percent and I don't want to take those chances. And also, you deserve to be fulfilled in your own self. You deserve to have created a sense of self and a sense of sovereignty and have re-regulated your baseline and... You deserve to not be coming to your life from your wounds and your unconscious shadows and these things that aren't actually beneficial for you. You don't deserve to live like that, right? So even if you could find a partner, which chances are you can't, from a great partner, from a situation where you're deeply disempowered, even if you could, you still should try to Cultivate the sense of self because it's not about necessarily the partner. Like you deserve individually outside of a romantic situation, you deserve to feel safe in your own body. You deserve that, right? So the side effect of not feeling safe in our own body is that we're going to date people who reflect back to us our own lack of safety. And they're going to kind of capitalize on our wounds and, and things like that. So when you are dating... The important thing is that you have kind of built up a sense of self and that you have created a sense of sovereignty within yourself. You've created boundaries and standards. You know how to vet. There's a difference between building up your own sense of self and re-regulating your nervous system and doing the inner work and working on your wounds. There's a difference between that and also understanding the art of dating, how to date as an embodied woman. And those are two different things. And a lot of times people do a lot of inner work and they do the work on their wounds, but then they don't know how to date in an empowered way. And so even though they've kind of outrun their wounds, like they've really they're outdated like the wounds are so yesterday (laughs) even though they're in that space they don't know how else to date so it just comes up and so the key is to do the inner work and you know do the therapy do the inner healing work do the shadow work do all of that know yourself and also build up your sense of self become sovereign as an individual which means love being by yourself Find enjoyment and fulfillment in being alone. And then on top of that, learn how to date in an empowered way as an embodied woman. That's something I teach in my course and my coaching, which my coaching is completely booked until April 2023.
2: But you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over three hundred thousand travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and twenty four seven customer support for worry free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding it's durable and includes a sherwin-williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come view our entire selection of siding from lp smart side today and don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now Save
0: big money at Menards.
2: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat
1: Um you know that's really important is learning how to date in an empowered and embodied way and there's a lot of free content that I offer about that I have many podcasts about that and there's a lot of great resources online that you can find without even you know doing the coaching programs but you know once you do the coaching program it kind of gets you fully in that space and fully confident but That's really important. So it's not just, you know, okay, I've done this inner work and I've faced my wounds. Now it's, well, how do I date? What do I do? As an embodied woman in this new space that I'm in, what is the proper way to date? Because we're not taught that as women. As women, we're only taught to We're only taught to put men on pedestals, people please, be codependent, abandon ourselves for the sake of a man. And we're not actually taught how to date as embodied women. And so that is so important. And for me, that shift is all about putting yourself into the position of the chooser. That to me is what I talk about in my coaching program a lot. But to me, that's one of the most important shifts. The art of dating, coming to dating as a feminine embodied woman, is putting yourself into the position of the chooser and no longer looking to be chosen. And from that space, a lot is going to happen, but, you know, and I do that in my coaching program, so I'm not going to go too deep into it now. I was actually thinking of doing a little master class and offering it online of the art of how to date and how to vet. So I was thinking of doing that. So let me know if that would be something you guys would be interested in. But yeah, so that's so important. So again, it's not because you're not worthy of love. It's not because you don't deserve love. It's not because if you don't love yourself, you don't deserve love. You actually do. You deserve it so much and you deserve to give it to yourself. And you deserve love, like you're always worthy of love at every moment, especially in the moments where you're disempowered, where you're acting out, where you're coming from your wounds, like that's the part of you that needs love the most. That's the part of myself that I've loved on the most because those are the parts of me that needed it the most. The part of me now that's great and in a great you know, situation Of course, I still love myself, but she's good, right? She doesn't need that shoulder to cry on. But the parts of me that were really disempowered, they need my love and my just radical understanding the most. But the key here to understand is that it's not that you're not worthy of love. In fact, it's more that you're so worthy of it. So don't date from a disempowered space because you're probably not going to get it. And you deserve it so much. You deserve healthy love so much. You deserve genuine love so much that you don't deserve to recycle your wounds and be in this kind of trauma bond or be in this abusive situation or this unhealthy situation. You don't deserve that. And so instead, if you know that you're kind of in a disempowered space or acting out or whatever, which is what I have realized with myself a few years ago, which is why I went celibate for two years, because I realized I'm not in a good space. I'm trying to date. And all that's happening, even though I know I'm worthy of a good relationship, I know I'm worthy of love and of a healthy partner, I'm not choosing that. Why am I not choosing that? Because I'm still coming from my unconscious desires, from my wounds. I'm completely coming from the wounded part of myself while I'm dating. And I don't even know what the empowered part of myself looks like. I need to go figure that out. And so that's why I took those two years of celibacy to really create that container for me to become a new woman within and really connect to myself. And I realized I can't keep dating from this space because I'm only getting partners that are disempowered. Why? Because I'm disempowered. And so the quote is not necessarily saying that you're not worthy of it. It's just saying that you're not going to get what you are worthy of because you're only going to get reflected back to you, the part of you that believes you're not worthy. And so that's really important and I feel that really grounding into the fact that you are worthy and so because you are worthy of genuine love you're gonna go and connect to yourself first and build yourself up first so that you can actually get to an amazing partnership an amazing man an amazing relationship and get the love that you deserve not only from yourself but also from another person that's so important and that's what really is empowering is recognizing hey I deserve a healthy love. I deserve an amazing man. But right now being honest with myself, I keep kind of going in these bad situations because I haven't created this great relationship with myself. So how could I get it with another person? Right? Like I wouldn't have even known how to date. I wouldn't have known how to come to dating in an empowered way six years ago, and if I had met my partner six years ago, we probably wouldn't have ended up dating. We wouldn't have ended up going past the first, you know, couple dates or even the first date. He probably wouldn't have even asked me out because the truth is as well that empowered men, really great men, healthy men also want healthy women. And that's a really important truth is that you're, even if you're, you know, disempowered, disempowered men want disempowered women. You can't vibe with a empowered man or with a disempowered man if you are empowered because you're going to eventually leave or you're going to, uh, you know, cut him off after the first date, after he does something fucked up. You're going to do all this shit that's going to prevent you from moving forward with him because you know your worth and you're empowered. So empowered men want disempowered women. And honestly, the truth is that disempowered women coming from experience, I also wanted disempowered men. At that point in my life, I wanted men that met all of my superficial values and that could, uh, you know, take me to like the pits of hell or men that could distract me from myself or men that could make me feel like more of a victim because I had a attachment, an attachment to being a victim. And so I also desired men who were disempowered. I wasn't really interested in the deeply healthy men who could create this wonderful life with me. It didn't interest me. It wasn't something I wanted. And so that's the truth is that, you know, people resonate with the puzzle piece that fits with them. And it doesn't mean that, for example, when I was 17 that I resonated with an abuser because I'm an abuser. What it was was that I resonated with an abuser because I myself felt that I, that abuse wasn't a non-negotiable for me. If abuse was present, that wasn't something that was a non-negotiable for me. And that's just the truth. I wasn't, you know, going to draw that line in the sand. I resonated with abuse because abuse was something I was willing to tolerate abuse to me was part of a relationship at that time. I felt that I was worthy of being a victim, of being harmed. I put men on a pedestal. I thought that I was the thing that, you know, I was trying to sell them on myself, right? Like I was trying to be chosen. I was trying to audition. I was always in these relationships where the dynamic was completely that the man was the prize and I was the one trying to, get him to see me to love me to you know take me on dates to do all this stuff I was constantly begging for his love and his validation none of that for example a man who is not showing me every single day that he is so excited to choose me like that wasn't something that was even in my vision I didn't even understand that that was something I could have and it also wasn't something if the lack of that wasn't a non-negotiable for me I was totally fine trying to prove my worth to a man. I thought that was just what relationships were. And so at that point in my life, that was what I was resonating with. It wasn't that I was resonating with abuse because I'm an abuser. It was that I was resonating with abusers because I was willing to tolerate abuse. Versus now in my life, I'm not willing to tolerate abusers or abuse, so I no longer resonated with abusers or abuse. Once an abuser showed me he's an abuser or once a man shows me he's a low-quality man, I'm no longer interested. Obviously, I'm in a relationship now, but once you see that, you're like, that's a non-negotiable for me versus when you're deeply coming from your wounds and you haven't learned how to date yet which unfortunately has to be taught um, as adults because we're in a wounded society now so we're not being initiated into these things by our mothers and our sisters, because they're deeply disempowered because we've been disempowered for centuries. And so we need to come back into our empowerment. And so again, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you if you resonated with toxicity or an abuser. And it also doesn't mean at all that you're unworthy of these things. All that it means is that they're not non-negotiables for you yet. And so you're really susceptible to being with that, right? Because also... A huge part of dating, and I tell this to my clients all the time, 99% of dating in a healthy way is learning how to reject. So for me, when I was getting to my partner, right? My partner now, who's the light of my life. (laughs) When I was getting to him, I had to reject a lot of men prior to him. So it's not that you're just going to attract this amazing man off the bat and the first man you attract is amazing. And if you don't attract an amazing man, you're bad. No. 99% of dating in an empowered way is learning how to set boundaries and learning how to reject men and having non-negotiables that you will leave men for. That's 99% of dating. And so... When you don't have those non-negotiables in place, when you're okay with those things, you're going to be attracting the same men that the embodied and empowered women are, but the embodied and empowered women, they're going to reject that right away. They're going to say, uh-uh, not okay. I'm not even going to go on a first date with you because you just told me that blank, 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 and that's a non-negotiable for me, and I'm not interested. Versus a woman who doesn't know her worth or doesn't know her you know, innate sense of, connection with herself. She doesn't know herself. A woman that doesn't know the art of dating. A woman that is still coming from her wounds. A woman that's still auditioning for a man's attention. When that same man who came to the embodied woman and was rejected, when he comes to this other woman, she's going to be okay with it. And so it's not that you are going to be innately attracting different men. It's that you're going to be rejecting different men when you're in embodied space. So when you're an embodied woman, you're going to be rejecting the men that you will once have accepted. And that's what's different. So when you don't know your worth and you don't know how to date and you're still coming from your wounds, you're going to accept breadcrumbs, whereas an embodied woman is not going to do that. So it's again, it's not that you're not worthy of love or not worthy of these things. It's just that you're going to accept things that if you had known and loved yourself and if you had worked on your wounds and done the inner work and re-regulated your nervous system, if you had done that, you wouldn't accept it. And so you're susceptible to low quality relationships because there are a lot of men out there, a lot of men who are low quality, a lot. And unless you're rejecting them actively, you're going to get stuck with one of them. And it's really important to understand this because again, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of it. It just means that you're probably going to go with it. Even though you're worthy of more, you're probably going to go with something that is below you because you don't even know how to vet. You don't know how to you know, come to dating in an empowered way. And so that's really what this means is that You know, everything that I just said. And I think that's really important that distinction, because a lot of times the healing journey, people can make it seem very scary and very perfectionist and very specific. When in truth, it's just, you know, a journey and you've always been worthy. Like you are always worthy of all of this, but now you're able to express and embody your innate sense of worthiness whereas prior you weren't able to. So me at 14, I was always worthy of the life I'm living now. I was always worthy of the love I'm receiving now, but I I didn't understand that and I wasn't able to embody that. And I wasn't able to only accept that. And so now I'm just embodying what I was always worthy of. And that's to me the inner child work. And I have a, a podcast on healing your inner child, but to me, that's the real healing of your inner child is when you give them the life that they always deserved. So me in an abusive relationship that was really hard when I was younger or when I was 19 or when I was 20. Me in these abusive relationships, when I was experiencing sexual abuse, when I was experiencing emotional abuse, and times that I experienced physical abuse, I always was worthy of a healthy And loving and safe partner. I was always worthy of it. But that wasn't something that I was willing to reject a man for if he didn't bring that to me. And so now what's so healing for the old versions of me, what's so healing for my inner child is the fact that I've actually come to a place where that's a non-negotiable for me, that's unacceptable for me. And now I'm in a partnership that's so amazing and so safe. And that's what's healing is that I can finally embody and claim what I always deserved and what I was always worthy of. So that is what I have for you guys today. I just wanted to kind of make this episode because I've seen a lot of confusion about that on TikTok and you hear people that are like, you know, well, you're not going to get in a relationship if you don't love yourself. And that kind of sounds really Blunt and kind of hard to hear and then you have people that are like you're always worthy of being in a good relationship and both are true, right? Like you're always worthy of it. I was worthy of it my whole life and at the same time I probably wasn't going to get in those relationships because they weren't a non-negotiable for me if it wasn't there and I was still coming from my wounds so both are true honestly and um and if we can just mix that into one then it feels really empowering whereas just the the polar opposites are not as empowering and it's kind of what I was talking about in my podcast about holding the paradox, which is a feminine principle, a lot of times what sells in this masculine society is the polarized versions of everything. So it's not this, it's that. It's not that, it's this. And in the healing journey, you see that as well. You know, you can't do this, you have to do that. You can't do this, you have to do that. And it's it's just so much polarizing stuff right it's just like so much that you feel like oh my gosh if I do this and I can't do that or if I'm attracting this then I'm bad or if I'm doing this then I'm wrong and whatever but the truth is that you can hold all of that your innate sense of worthiness and your healing and the version of you you want to become and the fact that that version already exists and the fact that that version is already you and the fact that you know it goes on and on like you can hold it all and so you know if you ever feel like if you did blank or if you have this or whatever, then you're not worthy of love, especially as a woman. That's not healing, right? So even if you went in a relationship where a man did blank, blank, blank to you and whatever, or if you, a lot of sex workers have this wound where they feel that they're not worthy of, you know, life, a good life and a healthy man because they experienced sex work in their past. And that's just not true. That is not the healing journey. Like you are always worthy of it, no matter your experiences, especially when the pain was self-inflicted, right? Like if we, if an individual, if a woman did sex work in the past and that energy, and I was talking about the other day in my podcast, that energy of self-inflicted pain versus pain that you inflict onto others. Now, those are two different energies. So I'm more focusing on the one where you're inflicting pain onto yourself, which is usually what women experience versus when men are wounded, they usually inflict pain onto others. But with women, when we experience pain that we have kind of inflicted onto ourselves or that we've experienced from others where we've been inflicted um, with pain by others... That is never something that's going to take away your innate value or your innate worth or how deserving you are, how worthy of you, of anything that you are. It's never going to take that away. And yeah, and, and it's a different energy when someone, let's say, does something to someone else. Now that's a little bit separate. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and yeah, and I love you guys so much. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to make me happy. (laughs) And if you want to support my podcast and I will talk to you guys soon. I drop every Saturday at 12 Eastern time, but a lot of times I drop episodes throughout the week as well like this one today. So I will talk to you guys soon and I love you. Bye.